Psalms 3 and 3. <laughs> the third division of Psalms. And it's a familiar text for most of us tonight. Woo! And I feel an anointing to lift. Come on, somebody. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. First lady, I know this is the Holy Ghost because I had a whole nother message prepared and the Lord just changed it right now. Come on. How many know he works like that? Praise the Lord. He really does. Amen. If you have your Bibles or put it on the screen, amen. Psalms 3 and 3 tonight is where we're going to share. Sound man, if you would, just give me just a little bit more monitor. This is number three for me today. Come on, somebody. Been slapping the devil all day long. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Praise God. Psalms 3, 3. It's a very familiar text. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Ooh, this is good. Whew. But thou, O God, thou, O Lord, amen, art my shield or shield for me, the glory and the lifter of mine head. Amen. I want to pray right now. Father, I thank you right now. You are the glory and the lifter of our heads. I pray that you'll send a spirit of encouragement through this house tonight and that you'll lift every spirit that's in this room. I pray that you'll anoint these lips of clay as we break the bread of life. In Jesus' name, and everybody shouted amen. amen. On your way down, I want you to repeat after me. I have an anointing to lift. You can be seated in the presence of God. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. This is why church is so important that we, amen, that we become sensitive to the Holy Spirit because, amen, uh, sometimes we can prepare for a message and we can have things written down and, and uh, you know, we were just at a funeral uh, before coming here and uh, had another service somewhere else and sent the, another evangelist there because I felt, amen, the Holy Spirit said you need to be here in Greenbrier tonight, amen? And so when when, I, when we got out of the van, we just this is like our fourth service today, I said to uh, Brother Jerry, I said, hey, I said, um, man, where's my Bible? Praise the Lord. Yeah. <laughs> and, but thank God the word is hid in our hearts. You know what I'm talking about. Amen. So thank God you can use these phones for more than one thing. Come on, somebody. Amen. Uh, you know, they're, they're designed for more than gossiping. Amen. Uh, of course, we don't call it gossip. We call it telephone ministry. Come on. <laughs> Amen. But, but just, just then when you were playing that last song, the Holy Spirit shift the message right there and says, he's sending an anointing to lift tonight. That means whatever you've been going through, come on, somebody, there's an anointing on you to lift. Praise God. Now, I'm going to give you just a few illustrations, and we're going to pray again, and I'm going to release it to Pastor. But I was thinking, and I love preaching about Moses. I kind of talked about him a little bit this morning. Praise God. Or, you know, he wasn't the main character that I was preaching about, but his name is listed in the halls of faith or the heroes of faith. But Moses, one of the things that he's known for, his name means the drone out one. Because he was drawn out of the Nile River. Come on, somebody. So Moses' name means the drawn out one. But isn't it just like God? Amen. After he's been drawn out, God uses him to draw out. 
<laughs> he sends them, come on now, to Egypt to tell Pharaoh to let my people go. So there's an anointing on him because he's been drawn out and God's about to anoint him to draw out other people. Can I submit to you tonight that after God saved you, he just didn't save you just to sit on your, your uh-huh, yeah, come on somebody. But he saved you and he anointed you, praise the Lord, so that you can throw a rope to somebody and snatch them from the jaws of hell. Amen. You've been anointed. Come on. To draw. You've been an anointed. Amen. Ladies and gentlemen, to lift people out of dilemmas. I mean, uh, what about Paul? What about what about John? What about Amen, Peter? Here they are on their way. The Bible says in Acts chapter 3. I, I'm going raw tonight. Come on, somebody. Praise God. Acts chapter 3. They're on their way to the prayer meeting. And while they're there, they meet a man there at the gate called Beautiful. Praise God. And he's there begging for arms. Amen. But thank God, Peter fastened his eyes on him and said, silver and gold have I none, but such as I have, give I thee. Listen, in the name of Jesus, I command you to what? Rise up and walk. Come on. There's an anointing on your life, amen, to cause people to rise up out of their situation and to go do what God has called them to do. I don't know who God sent me to Greenbrier to talk to tonight, but listen, your days of sitting on the sideline is over. God says, I've anointed you to lift your family. Come on. In prayer, I've anointed you to lay hands on the sick. Come on. And watch them recover. You have an anointing. You have an anointing to lift. Praise God. Amen. In the song service, that's why we shouldn't sing old dead dried up songs. Come on somebody. Kumbaya. The devil is a liar. Amen. No, no. Sing anointed songs that will lift people out of the pew. Hello. And your favorite song shouldn't be, I shall not be moved. Come on, somebody. Amen. But, but, but anointed songs brings deliverance. Are you hearing what I'm saying? There was an anointing, amen, and I still feel it in this room tonight. You know why? Because, amen, there are some songs that you get on you can't get off of. I was in a crusade one night, and I remember Benny Hinn saying, amen, uh, the choir shifted songs, the musicians quit, and he turned around when he was praying for people and said, no, 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 go back to that song, because when you find God in a song, you stay there. Are you hearing what I'm saying? It's like a, come on, it's like a surfer, amen, that has the ability to catch the wave. We don't create waves, we just catch the wave. And listen, when you see an anointing in the house, you go after it. That's what Joshua says, amen. Follow the priest that bears the Ark of the Covenant. Why? Because we've never gone this before. And when you see the priest carrying the Ark, he says, go after it. How many is ready to go after God tonight? My God, you ought to make up in your mind that every time I walk through these doors, I don't need a cheerleader on the stage telling me to praise a God that I say I love. All I got to do is think about the goodness of Jesus. Lord, I feel like preaching here tonight. My God, is there anybody come to lift him up? Woo. If I had to name this service tonight, amen, I'll call it elevator service. Come on, somebody, because we're here to lift. I was thinking about that just a moment, amen, when I was in London, England preaching, amen, and when you go to the elevators, they, there's, they don't call them elevators, they call them lifters. Come on, anybody been to London? Come on. 
Amen. So you know what I'm talking about. I walked out of the hotel and I hit the elevator and I said, well, I'm looking for the word elevator. And it's got lift on it. Lifter. And that's who we are. We are lifters. You're anointed to lift. Praise God. Every time you open your mouth to preach and sing, you ought to lift somebody out of their dilemma. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Every time you testify, you ought to lift somebody. My God, on your job, amen, there ought to be an anointing on your life to do what? To lift people. And you ought to make up in your mind, I'm not waiting on the pastor to do everything and his wife to do everything. You're anointed too. Come on, somebody. Your pastor can't fill this church. His wife can't fill this church. They are the shepherds, and their job is to feed the sheep. But sheep beget sheep. Come on, somebody. That means somebody's got to get busy doing the work of God. Look at your neighbor and tell him it's time for you to get busy. Boy, it's quiet in this Presbyterian church. Come on, somebody. Praise God. You are lifters. Amen. Uh, Luke records the, in, in his gospel. Amen. Luke talks about, amen, there, here's, a, here's a woman that's been bent over for 18 years. Anybody read that? Amen. 18 years, but she's coming to the temple every day. You got to give the woman credit for showing up at church. Because we get a pain in our back. We stay out for a week or two. Come on, somebody. And some, some of the people have used, amen, uh, COVID as an excuse for stop coming to church. Now, and now here's the problem that I have with that. Because if you can take your butt to work, you can come to church. I ain't getting no help nowhere now. I need to be able to look at somebody and get some help. My wife and I were in a restaurant eating, and this guy leaned over and said, hey, I watch you on TV. And I tell my wife, hey, honey, amen, that guy that can't get no help is on again. <laughs> I said, man, it's a figure of speech. He says, okay, praise the Lord. <laughs> Listen to me. There it is, 18 years. She's coming into the temple, and she's bent over. This is her posture, amen. But she kept on coming to the temple, amen. But guess what? One day she runs into Jesus. I'm getting ready to, amen, kill a sacred cow, so just stay with me. Come on. I'm going to hit a religious demon in just a moment. She's been there 18 years, ladies and gentlemen, and when she has an encounter with Jesus, the first thing he says to the woman, woman, thou art, somebody holler loose. Come on, act like you're free tonight. Loose. You're loose from what? Your infirmity. That's what Jesus said to her. And the woman straightened up. Come on, somebody. And then all of a sudden, here comes the religious folks saying, oh, you can't do that. You can't heal her on the Sabbath. See, I got a problem with religious spirits. Come on, somebody. So number one, amen, Jesus rebuked him back and said, hey, amen, you take your donkey to go get him water, amen, on the Sabbath. So listen, amen, why are you arguing about this woman getting delivered? Amen. On the Sabbath day. Now, my problem with the text is she's been coming to church for 18 years and you didn't have an anointing to lift her. But when Jesus lifts her, now the devil gets mad. Whoa, come on, somebody. And here's what's about to happen in this church. Some of you that's been coming and sitting quietly, God's getting ready to anoint you to start lifting people. You're going to start laying hands on the sick. Come on, somebody. Praise God. You just don't have the Holy Ghost just to run through the church and say you're excited. No, baby, you're anointed to lift people. Hallelujah. 
Every time you open your mouth and testify, you ought to lift somebody. Come on. There's no way somebody depressed can come into your presence and you start sharing the goodness of, of Jesus without their spirits being lifted. Amen. If you're in a circle with, with uh, you know, with your so-called friends and you're more depressed when you leave than then when you showed up, those are the wrong friends, buddy. Amen. When I'm in trouble, I know who to call. Amen. I call on the name of Jesus. Then I call anointed friends. I call intercessors that know how to pray. And I'm not talking about nosy prayer warriors. There's a difference. So what's the difference? The nosy prayer warriors says, well, if you just tell me what's going on, then I'll know what to pray about. Shut up. Because if you're really anointed, you ought to have some discernment. And I shouldn't have to tell you all of what I'm going through before you decide to pray for me. Come on, somebody. I'm talking about real, true, anointed people that know how to pray. Like those old mothers in the church, you could walk in and they say, honey, how you doing? I feel something in my spirit. Something ain't right. Something's off. Come on, somebody. Then they say, you know what? Amen. I'm going to go to God on your behalf, and I'm going to pray for you. And before you know it, those old grannies, amen, they will lay both hands on you and pour a quarter all on your head. And when you left out of the church, you were delivered by the power of God. You know why? They had an anointing to lift people. And I'm praying, ladies and gentlemen, that God will raise up a church, amen, in this last hour that will go in the hedges in the highways, byways, amen, and declare the word of God and start lifting people. Woo! We look from the pew to the pulpit and we expect the pulpit to do all the lifting. Oh no. No. These signs shall follow them. What? That believe. I want to know where my believers are. Okay? Yeah. Stand up and be recognized. Where are the believers? Oh, come on. Give God a praise tonight. You don't follow the signs and wonders. The signs and wonders follow you. Can you say amen? These signs shall follow them. Amen. They shall cast out devils. They shall lay hands on the sick. They shall lift people. Can you say amen? I preach a lifted gospel. Jesus said, if I be lifted up from the earth, I'll draw all men unto me. If you want to see people drawn to Christ, then open up your mouth and lift him up. Woo! There's an anointing here tonight to lift you. And I'm getting ready to pray. And this service is somewhat different. It started out different. I'm not in charge. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. And you have an anointing, young man. You have an anointing to live. Amen. And I'm telling you, the enemy's fighting you. Amen. But you got to make a decision. And I hear the Spirit of the Lord says, you got to stand still and wait on the assignment of God and get everybody out of your ear and hear God for yourself. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Amen. Because you can't miss your assignment in this season. God gave me a word for you the last time I was here, and God hadn't changed his mind about you. Can you say amen? Praise God. Amen. You can do the right thing at the wrong time. Are you hearing what? Everything's about the timing of God. To everything there is a season, and when there's an anointing on your life to live, the devil's going to fight you. 
That's what's happening. But no weapon formed. Come on, somebody. Amen. No weapon formed against you is going to prosper. You're valuable in the kingdom of God. You're needed in the kingdom of God. Can you say amen? Praise God. And it ain't time to look for the best show in town. Amen. You got to plant your feet in the, amen, in the house of God so that you can flourish in the house of God. Because God's got something great for you, man of God. Are you hearing what I'm saying? But we got to wait on him. Sometimes we can move ahead of God and end up aborting the plans that God has for us. Thank you, Jesus. I remember Bishop Talbert, he uh, shared this story. I was interviewing five bishops in Branson on a TV show uh, two years ago. And, uh, and he was a drummer in the church. And, and so he wanted to go full time as an evangelist. And, uh, and so he had a couple doors open to him. And God blessed him. And, and he was, I mean, he was so excited. So he goes to his dad and says, he says, hey, I'm going on the field full time. I'm quitting my job Monday. Well, his father said, no, you're not. He says, well, I've already quit. He says, you better pray that you get the job back. He said, Dad, are you serious? I got three engagements. He says, you know what? He says, you ain't ready to go full time yet. See, now listen, I can't be anointed to lift you out of your mess and then not anointed to speak direction into your life. Because a lot of people want your direction, but they don't want your correction. Oh, it is quiet in here. Y'all was praising him a while ago. Amen. And so here's what happened. Bishop Tarber says that his father says, no, you're going to get back over there Sunday morning. You're going to play those drums because you're not ready yet. There's something you still have to learn. And he said the next Sunday, he said, I was so mad. He says, I played with the choir. And so instead of playing the drums, he said, I was beating the drums. <laughs> he said, then my daddy gave me that eye. Come on, somebody. When you get through beating the drums, you're going to have your happy hips right back over there next Sunday. But now he stayed. He thought he was missing an opportunity, and he stayed. And now he is, amen, like the assistant presider, amen, one of the largest organizations in the United States. And he contributes that by waiting when he was ready to go. I'm, I'm writing a book right now on the importance of waiting. And it's like it's an urgency in my spirit because people are jumping the gun and they're moving. Some of them are moving by their flesh. Now, if God tells you to go, you got to do what God told you to do. Amen. And your prayer should be, God, don't let me stay too long, but please don't let me move too quick. Amen. But there's an anointing to lift. And when there's an anointing for you, for, for God to use you and for you to lift other people, all hell is going to break loose. Some of you wonder, what in the world is going on? Amen. Ever since I made up my mind that I'm going to dedicate and rededicate my life to God and I'm giving God all I got, look like everything that could happen has begun to happen. But listen, you're on the right track and you're not on the wrong track. Can you say amen? Now, if God release you, make sure you get the blessings of your leadership. Amen. You don't get everybody else endorsement and don't get your leader's endorsement. That's whack. And that's twisted. And that ain't in the Bible. It's quiet again. Are you hearing me? I'm here on an assignment of God. 
Praise God. I didn't come just to preach a sermon. Ladies and gentlemen, this is number four for me today. So I sure ain't looking for no place to preach. But I believe God ordered my steps here tonight. Because he says, I'm getting ready to lift some situations in this house. Some of you are going through some things, and some of you got some burdens in your home, and you need God to lift that thing. And God's going to heal it, and he's going to lift it. Can you say amen? And so now, amen, let me go back to this, and I'll close with this, and I'm going to pray with some people in just a moment, because I feel a ministry around this altar tonight to, to pray. And many of you obeyed God, and because you obeyed God at the beginning of the service, amen, you're about to see breakthrough take place in your life. Can you? say amen. amen and so now here she is she's she's bent over 18 years coming to church and people only looking at her and whispering about her situation yeah. amen isn't it funny that religious people can talk about your your condition but they don't have the power to deliver you you ought to thank God tonight that you're in a church where the power of God is flowing. Are oh, you hearing what I'm saying? Amen. And where leadership is here. Amen. Declaring the word of God. I mean, we travel the country. We, we hadn't stopped traveling. I mean, for the last seven months, we've been back out on the road. Amen. From one state to another, from one city to another. Y'all followed me. I mean, y'all been with me down the road for what, four weeks? And we'll be back there again, I think, on Friday. Praise God. So revival's breaking out. And we was in Augusta, Georgia. Amen. And things were different there. I was just in St. Louis and things were different there. Amen. And we were in uh, down by Memphis a week later at another con. Things are different there. Some places you go in, everybody's masked up like Long Ranger and Tonto. Come on, somebody. Come to Greenbrier. Y'all ain't got nothing on. Y'all good and save. <laughs> they kind of save. Y'all good and save here. But here's the point that I'm making. Ladies and gentlemen, amen. You know, you got some people using this as an excuse to quarantine. And, and the, you know, the fact of the matter is we had some lazy saints quarantining before this happened. I know I'm preaching good right now. Come on, somebody. Amen. They've been in quarantine before COVID. Hello, somebody. You're like, where have you been? <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. But let me tell you something. Your man and woman of God are here and they're faithful. Praise God. And when all this stuff was going on, you know, we kind of conversed back and forth. Not, not much, but the, I remember the last conversation is, man, I can't wait to get back in there. We're ready to have church. Well, I said that to say this. That's not every leader's perspective. How do you know? Because we travel the country and we have a small pulse of what's going on in our country. Some are saying, well, we like the virtual thing. And I heard pastors say, man, we're raising more money, you know, going virtual. And, and we're not worried about going back in. I'm thinking, what is wrong? Have you lost your rabbit mind? Come on, somebody. Amen. What about the people of God? This is not about dollars and cents. This is about people's souls being saved. You got a man and woman of God that loves you enough. Come on. If they have to kick the doors down to get back in here. Amen. And I know, amen, I know, I know, I know that you don't have to be in a church building in order to be saved. But I do know one thing. There's something about being in the presence of God and in the company of your brothers and sisters. That's right. Go ahead and give God a praise. You ought to say like David, I was glad when they said unto me, 
Let us go into the house of the Lord. Amen. Ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters, God says he's getting ready to send an anointing in this place that's going to lift people. And I don't care what you've been going through, what you've been dealing with. Amen. David says, he's the lifter of my head. Whatever have caused your head to droop, whatever has caused you to bury your head in the sand like an ostrich, God says, tonight, I'm going to lift your spirit. Amen? Because once he lifts your spirit, then he'll lift your hand. Because it's your spirit that's got your head where it is. When John says he will wipe all the tears from your eyes, he, he, you know, in Revelation, he wasn't literally, come up here, sis, real quick. I'm not going to touch you. I'm just demonstrating, okay? Amen. He, he didn't mean that he's going to grab a hanky and, and, and dry your tears. No, that's not what the scripture meant. It simply means this. He says, I'll wipe all the tears from your eyes. I will remove the reason." And if you don't have a reason to cry, baby, you ain't crying. So God says, I will move. Oh, God, don't make me preach up in here. Come on. I think it's in Ezekiel, maybe chapter 30, where, where God says, he says, I will break the arm of Pharaoh. Come on now. He says, I'll break it so that he won't be able to put it in a cast or pick up a sword again. So what does that mean? The thing that he used to hurt you, he says, I'm going to break his arm and he won't be able to pick it up again. Okay. Now the devil says, if you break the right arm, he still got the left arm and the devil can use the other one to hurt you or harm you. But then God says, when I finish breaking the right arm, I'm going to break his other arm. And he can't hurt you with the sword if he can't pick up the sword. Come on, somebody. Praise God. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying tonight? So whatever has caused you to be depressed, whatever has caused you to throw the towel in, whatever has caused you to walk away, in the name of Jesus, tonight I command your spirit to be lifted. Give him praise in the house tonight. Woo! He is the lifter of our heads. Amen. Come on back to the keyboard. Come on. I don't know what it is that you're going through tonight. I don't know what it is that you're dealing with tonight. But I know one thing. He's able to lift you. Amen. We just left, you know, a funeral in Walnut Ridge where a mother passed on. And she left two little girls there mourning over her, over her body. It's a sad thing. But I was thinking, Lord, you're the lifter of their heads. Oh, God. And some of you in here right now, you're not standing in the prayer line for yourself. You're touching and agreeing for somebody else. And they need to be lifted. Oh, Shabbat. Woo, I feel this tonight. Thank you, Lord. This gentleman right here, there's an anointing on you to lift, sir. There's a call of God on your life. 
don't know who you are. I've never seen you before, but I know one thing. There's a, there's a heavy anointing. There's oil on your head, and God's going to use you to anoint, come on now, others, and to lift him because there's an anointing on your life. Somebody give God praise right now. Thank you, Lord. I want you to go back to that song, if you would. First Lady, go back there. And there, there are many of you here. Maybe you've been battling and fighting the spirit of depression. And I, and I sense that right now. I sense that spirit, amen, just, just gripping your heart. And it's a battle with you, amen. And I want you to come. I know I prayed earlier, but some of you are still here. Some of you didn't move the first time. But you're a part of this group, and the Holy Spirit says, I'm going to lift your head tonight. Come on. Come on. While she's playing, I want you to come. Amen. You've had one attack after another, but God says, I am the lifter of your hand. God bless you. Amen. And whatever, whatever it is that, that you feel like has burdened you down, that's got your head in the sand, I want you to come. I want you to come. God bless you, sir. God's going to do something for you tonight. And I just hear the Spirit of the Lord say, stop beating yourself up. Because sometimes we're harder on ourselves than anything. Whew. But God's going to lift some things off of you in the name of Jesus. 